Welcome back to In Our Own Defense Podcast. Uh, this is a great episode. We're going to tips for eliminating too much toxicity. Dr. Tarvin and I are joined today by uh, Dr. Matt Smith and Dr. Ogantala. Uh, we have the luxury of having them here. And there, there's a question that I wanted to get to, uh, to you guys today. I wanted to talk about uh, how people perceive their families uh, as negative in those familial relationships. And, and sometimes the family sabotage efforts for success in themselves. Uh, and others uh, cause conflicts in relationships, uh, maybe violent. What are some of the factors that, that cause these seemingly uh, toxic family dynamics? And what are some of your suggestions to our listeners and viewers to be able to overcome these? How can we overcome this and uh, minimize these? We'll, we'll start with you, Dr. O, and then we'll come back to you, Dr. Smith. Um, I, you know, for me, what I found is... Um, I remember the first time I was reading a story about Halle Berry and how um, she was telling how she has loss of hearing in one of her ears because she was hit so hard by somebody she was dating. Mm. And, you know, for me, I'm sitting there thinking like you're Halle Berry. Hello? Like you're Halle Berry. And so it all of a sudden occurred to me that if you don't think much of yourself, though, then you can be Halle Berry. And all her relationships start to make sense. Mm. And so what I started recognizing is, okay, so it's not the beauty, right? Michael Jackson proved that it's not the money. Whitney Houston proved that it's not the talent, right? And so there's where we get to the self-worth issue. Why is this so important? Because if my self-worth is based on my connection to my community, then it makes it hard to be, to emotionally grow knowing that if I become who I hang around, I have to hang around different people, which means that I may have to leave the group. And, and Tupac is a beautiful example of that, how it was so hard to leave the group and be by himself. It takes so much courage. And that's how we repeat the toxicity of the past. So when we're keeping secrets amongst family, it's the connection that we're doing. And I remember I had a patient once who um, I asked her, I said, you look so sad. Like, what happened? She was just there for a physical that day. And she said, well, my dad went to jail this morning. And I said, I'm so sorry, what happened? And she said, um, he had been molesting me for years. And I had, I told somebody, and so they came into the home. And so they came and got him, and they took him to prison. She was so, so sad. And it just occurred to me looking at her it, that she wanted her father more than she cared that she was being molested, right? That's, that's the self-worth. And so just seeing her face, and that's what she ended up saying back to me as I'm thinking this in my head. She said, I just wanted my dad. I just wanted my dad. And I think that when we understand and have compassion for that kind of emotional pain of what it feels like to not be connected, emotionally connected to a group, then what ends up happening is all, all of the toxicity that we're seeing makes sense because you will do it by any means necessary, even if it's abuse. So what we're trying to do is really instill that this takes courage. It takes so much courage to think differently, to do differently. And when we can say that, right, when we're asking them to do it, we can say, oh my God, this takes so much courage. I get why it's so hard, right? And so that way we can understand it's a process. And so that's why I'm always talking about how 
the process starts by you being what you need emotionally, right? You being the parent for your emotionally wounded child so that you know you're always there for that person. So you don't need to grab what's around you no matter what. And I think that that's when we can break from the courage of, you know, of, of, of saying that nothing happened when things happened in our families so that we can grow emotionally. It's very hard because you can't be around the group if you're going to, every, every drug person who's ever left rehab has felt like, it'll be okay. <laughs> I know not to do it. But you can see how easily you want to be part of the group and that's what happens. And, you know, you can substitute drugs for how you spend money, who you date, how you dress, how you, you know, all of that stuff. And then you can learn from it better. Would you agree with that? Uh, Dr. Smith, do you see those are ways to overcome it? Uh, like, like Dr. Ogantala said, maybe leaving the group or, or disassociating, disconnecting in some of those uh, type effort. Definitely hit the, uh, the nail on the head. And when you talk about family systems, a lot, oftentimes family systems are your support systems, right? And so you feel like without your support system, how can you make it? And mm -hmm. it's hard to disconnect from it, even if that family system is negative and if it's toxic, because it's the only thing that you have. And yeah. so at that point in time, you have to understand that your self-worth is about your self-care. Yes. So if you're not putting in that self-care, if you're not loving yourself more than you are loving the toxic relationship, then you are, you'll always be in toxic relationships, no matter if it's your family or if it's other people. So yep. my mother used to have a saying, and she's from North Carolina, Garner, North Carolina. She used to say that some people you have to treat with a long handle spoon. You have to stay connected, but keep your distance. Well, mm -hmm. I say that's true. Some people you have to break the handle and you have to disconnect totally. But you have to understand that maybe the toxic person in a relationship is you. Yeah. And you have to go through some changes yourself because some people find that sarcasm, sarcasm is funny and they're with a thin-skinned uh, uh, person in a relationship. Well, maybe it's not that you're toxic. Maybe you're just in the wrong pairing, in the wrong group. Maybe you need to get with somebody who, who, who is sarcastic like you and you guys can have a great, positive, sarcastic relationship. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we get into relationships because maybe our parents were very sarcastic towards us. So now we're into sarcastic relationships. We become sarcastic and we only like people that we can minimize and things of that nature. This becomes a family system uh, approach, a dynamic that you have to you have to break. So what I what I what I think that we need to say is that family is not everything. Family is you know is is good, but friends. And, and great support systems are everything. True friends, great support systems are everything. Because your family, you can't choose your family. Yeah, yeah. And so therefore you have to learn that there's positive aspects of your family system, there's negative aspects of your family system, and you have to learn which one to, to, to disconnect from and move on from and not be fearful and like Dr. O said, have courage. Thank you, too, for that. I, I know that it is tough for us when we talk about our families possibly being toxic, our siblings, our, our, our mothers. I know it is almost blasphemy to speak ill of one's mother um, and to say that relationship could be destructive. And, and sometimes we do 
absolutely have to distance ourselves. I like the long handled spoon mm -hmm. example. Um, and I also like the example of recognizing that we may want love from this person and see that love is more valuable um, than, than, than us being hurt, uh, but that there are other ways that we can, we can get that love. And that might be through friends, it might be um, through coworkers, good accountability partners, people we meet later in life that we do get to choose our support system um, dynamic so that we don't have to deal with, going back to that worth issue, uh, toxic families as that's all we have um, when we can create all that we need. Uh, I want to go to something uh, Dr. Ogantala started uh, in her response to the previous question, which leads us to this family secrets dynamic. Um, you all may be very well aware that Tamar Braxton attempted suicide uh, last month um, because from what the articles are saying anyway, uh, she was working on, you all know they filmed the Braxton Family Values uh, working on the filming of that show. They've had some issues with production and things that are being shared, uh, but uh, allegedly something that came out was that she had been being molested by a family member for a good portion of her uh, preteen on up through teen years. Uh, no one in her family knew that information, including her mother, who also is a part of filming on that show. Uh, and that information came out, and it sounds like not because she wanted it to, uh, and so um, it led to her just being completely emotionally overwhelmed and a lot of other things. Um, and so she attempted to take her life. I want us to talk about, and we know that suicide in the Black community in particular, uh, there's a lot of stigma around us talking about it. Uh, there's a lot of myths about that Black people don't complete suicide or attempt suicide. Um, but the reality is that a lot of us are struggling with, with these family secrets uh, some of which are abuse, um, some are, um, might have been, um, grandma might have murdered grandpa, uh, mm -hmm. and, and the family helped cover it up. We all know it as a family, but people outside of the family don't know. Uh, we may be um, doing some illegal things uh, in order for our family to, to be sustainable. So we've got these secrets in our family, and then they come out in ways that are often toxic in our interactions with other people uh, because we are used to hiding things and not being honest. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we're also used to sweeping things under the, the, the rug and not, not dealing with them when they do come up. So can you guys just talk some about, and I'll start uh, with you, Dr. Smith, um, about these family secrets and how they can affect us in our relationships with other people. Yeah, first of all, my heart goes out to uh, Tamar mm -hmm. uh, Braxton. I mean, at the end of the day, when you're, uh, it's hard to, back in my day, it was hard when the, the school, your elementary school knew something about you. Mm -hmm. uh, I can only imagine the whole world because uh, that is nationally, um, that's a national TV program. Yeah. Um, and um, so when it comes to, suicidality, um, the suicide rates in the black community are starting to go up. And it's starting to go up because we're more um, acclimating, we're getting more acclimated with the, um, with American society as a, as a, you know, as a culture, it's black and brown people. 
um, because either we have to get acclimated and, and assimilated or we're going to get left behind. So therefore, some of the numbers are starting to creep up. Suicide rates are starting to go high and, and completions are starting to, to go up also in the Black community. So that being said, a lot of times <clears throat> we have family secrets. Who doesn't have a family secret? Uh, we have family secrets right here on this podcast that we're probably not, we're not going to talk about. We're not going to air our dirty laundry. But every family has a secret. And when you're a secret and you're outed, and you're outed in a way where it's, that is traumatic, it's going to have lingering effects. And to, uh, Tamar, bless her heart, it was a cry for help. It was a mm -hmm. cry for help because she had informa information out there that, number one, that she had not dealt with herself. Number two, she probably did not know how to deal with it. Number three, she has been put on this face, this, this, uh, this persona, for so long. And uh, lastly, now she has been, she has been cracked. She has been, she has been, she has been blindsided. She has been, she has been, she has, she has been done wrong severely uh, by the show, the producers or whoever. But that's something that, she, you know, fame and fortune and things of that nature that you have to deal with. Um, therapeutically, she needs help. Um, because her her reaction to it five days later, being on Instagram and being on social media and things of that nature, telling people that she's all right is a bald-faced lie. You're not all right. You just tried to commit suicide three, four days ago, and now you're trying to smile on social media and trying to be an entertainer again. And we know that this is just probably going to come back and re rear its ugly head again. So that's just my thoughts on it uh, professionally. And like I said before, my heart goes out to her and the, uh, the Braxton family. Dr. O. Dr. O. I, yeah. As you get ready to embark on that, I, I did want to, you know, credit like like um, like Dr. Smith said, she did release the statement or whatever, and but she put on it that I'm on an irreversible path to healing, and I'm taking my time, and it is of the utmost importance that I find my happy, my health through professional treatment for sake of my whole heart. Uh, her her son Logan. Uh, who I forgot to, uh, in, in my moment of distress and, uh, and desperation, uh, she, you know, these statements are coming out and naturally they come out uh, as people try to mend this whole thing and whether it's embarrassment or whatever, whatever it is, it seems like as if she's going to be getting the professional help that she needs to get through this space. And no, I don't think anybody is healed, through, you know, that, that fast through this process, but what are, your thoughts on on this doctor yeah so i always associate secrets with shame uh and so and when i'm talking to teens or parents i'm i always ask them do you know what shame is and they say yeah yeah i'm pretty sure i know what it is and i said tell me what it is right because i always want to make sure we're on the same page and the reason why i always want them to understand is because when they say you know it's like when you feel bad and i said it's not just feel bad, it's feeling worthless. Like you are unlovable, like you are nothing. And when you can sit there and really understand what shame is, then when you see it not able to do homework, it makes sense. When you see it not able to parent you and, and hear what you're saying and make you dinner, it makes sense. When you see it irritable and yelling at you and not able to function, ah, it makes so much sense. And so you can put it in context with the compassion. And that's why I always ask them to define it. Because if you don't define it,
then you you get into that individual mentality of we're done, we're over it, it's okay, it's the past. And then you say, just do it. Why can't you just do it? Why can't you just get out of bed and you just do it? Just handle it. And that is when we're always doing it. To do that, you have to suppress who you are. You have to suppress what you're feeling. And so when you're so good at it, that's the mask Dr. Smith was talking about, right? And we, we have done this to men for probably longer than we've done to women because women seem to talk their way around it a little bit more. But it doesn't mean that they don't do it. They just do it differently. And I think that when we can understand what we've been seeing, all of a sudden, the secrets are really important. And, you know, to, to just a, a quote Brene Brown, who says, not everyone deserves to hear your secrets, right? That's the other part of it. And I think that just the elements of things that I'd seen with the Braxton family, it is so clear so many of them are hurting that it didn't create a safe enough environment for anybody to feel like they could say anything even though clearly people knew something was off. And I think that that is what hurt so much because she grew up in a household where she didn't feel seen like so many of the other young ladies that I work with. And that is kind of what adds to that feeling of, I am nothing because if you love me, how can you let this happen and not see my pain, right? And so I think that by working on ourselves and letting, making sure all our secrets aren't there, all of a sudden you can see people differently. And then, you know, one of the things I always hold people accountable for is when they say, when I say, hey, how you doing? And they go, fine. And I can hear the voice. Sounds like it's holding back tears or something. And then I put my hand out and I go, what does that mean? <laughs> you know? And it was like, what, what? It's like, no, 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 I heard that. <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, you always catch me, you know? And it's like, I don't want you to do the whole day like that, you know? It doesn't help you to do the whole day like that. And so when they can hear and have people around them that hold them accountable for talking seriously about what's hurting, we can do things differently. And then we don't hold secrets, right? But we need people to model that for us. We really do need role models to model that for us so that we know how to choose people appropriately. And I, I would love for other people to learn that from her experience, the same way they hopefully learned it from the secrets of Mary J. Blige is another amazing example of that secret not being told. Um, Missy Misdemeanor, another example, right? All these examples of women who've been molested. Oprah Winfrey, why was her weight such an issue? It was because of the, the molestation she'd undergone and being dismissed. And so I, I really always want things to be in history's context so that they can see, you will not escape this. <laughs> you cannot get out of this by suppressing it. There are people who've been there before you. It's painful. Why don't you ask for help? <laughs> you know, just know who you're asking for help from. Yeah. I mean, I think both of you really hit home on the points of secrets are destructive. And yes, we all have them. But the truth is, in having them, we have to deal with them. At some point, they're going to show up again in our lives. And so... Um, if we, if we manage them in healthy ways in therapy, um, we, we learn to be able to work through them, even if our families aren't healed enough to be able to dress them as a family. Um, right. if we take our individual parts and how we were affected by these secrets, um, then we can begin to work on that. So then I don't perpetuate it 
um, I, as a, as a young male, don't perpetuate um, this, the cycle that we saw in our family. Cause, cause men are often abused too sexually. Um, yeah. And, and uh, it is talked about in a different way um, as if it is a uh, experience they should want to have with older women. Um, and that is part of their process of, of, of manhood. And so when I hear that in my family, all the men, the male children who have been molested in my family, then how do we then get into relationships with women? Uh, as girls, all the, uh, the girls get molested in the family, and then how are we in relationships uh, when, we're, when, when we're adults? And so I, I think that you two are so right in that, okay, I, even if my, fam my, my family members aren't there, that doesn't mean that I don't have to be there in terms of getting getting my help. Um, and and I'm, I'm happy to hear that in, in your tips also are, um, we need to acknowledge we all have them. So that takes away some of the shame. Um, there, there are things in our families that we, there might be outside children in our families. And we, we I only say outside because that is a common word. Um, we're, we're brothers and sisters, we're connected regardless mm -hmm. of, of how we got here. Um, but, but that's a common one that will happen in families and we keep that, uh, secret as well. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that you two are saying to our viewers that it's important for them to recognize, um, these patterns and know that they do exist in other families. <laughs> so that normalizes it. We all have secrets. I appreciate that. Um, it happens in other families too. Uh, and we all have to deal with them. So I think those are some great points to end on. Attorney Winters, you have... Um, some some final points before we wrap up? Well, no, it, uh, just maybe the fact that uh, we're too lucky to be able to have you incredible people here on this show with us because you didn't have to do it. You could have you been anywhere. But you guys took out the time to come and help our listeners and our viewers. Um, number two, um, I'd love it if you guys could give us more to take home with us. You, you unpack the four horsemen. You unpack... Um, um, Schwartz, Schwartz's uh, uh, book there. But I'd love it if you guys could give us some, maybe some some uh, books or websites, uh, some recommendations, um, some movie or podcasts, other podcasts or organizational kind of action plans or some social media uh, contact or your information uh, where they can reach out or our listeners can see some of these resources that you talked about. I'll start with you, Dr. O, and if you could uh, kind of briefly give us a few as we bring our show to a close, um, and then I'll come to you, Dr. Smith, if you wouldn't mind giving us uh, a few uh, uh, resources that our listeners and viewers can go back to. So, Dr. O? Um, so, I obviously love doing um, counseling and everything with families, their teens. Um, I think that if you get the right people to talk to, that you can feel like it, it feels more validating than it does feel shameful to talk about things. Um, so yes, absolutely. Whether it's Dr. Smith or Dr. Tarver, like whoever it is, I absolutely want people to reach out to talk to a live human person. <laughs> All right. Um, next, uh, you know, I absolutely love the four agreements. I think that uh, it just offers such a basic, it's a short book and I know people don't always love to read and they don't love to read for a long time. So um, out of respect for that, even if you read just a page a day, you would still finish it <laughs> in less than a few months, um, you know, just because it's only 115 pages. Um, so I think that that's why um, I think that that's such an important plug. Um, I also think that it's um, really important to, you can always go to YouTube. There are a lot of psych videos. So even if you're questioning something, 
Google it and see what it is and then reach out to somebody to ask some questions of them, right? Um, and so that's really, really important as well. And then, the, you know, the other part that I would say is if you see people around you who are doing things that are impressive to you, I know for myself growing up, um, because I didn't have a lot of um, mentors necessarily in my school that were of color. Um, one of the things that was amazing to me would be to read biographies, right? So I would hear about a James Baldwin and then all of a sudden I would like geek out on all his, you know, <laughs> like interviews and everything like that. Um, so, but I think that if you can find people that you admire and um, read things about them, you have this luxury called Instagram and, um, and, and Facebook and all those things, you can actually on Instagram, literally follow a site that says Black History Month, literally follow a site that says something about, you know, black people in, you know, or you can, you can do all those things where they're just throwing out tips at you, you know? And so I think that all of those things offer opportunities to challenge yourself even gently in the beginning. And then, you know, you can get more aggressive as you have more courage. But courage is what is so important. And um, absolutely, little, little, tiny, tiny steps. No one needs you to go from zero to 60 overnight. Tiny, tiny, tiny steps still will have you go up the hill. And I think that that's what's important, okay? Uh, Dr. Smith, do you have any uh, uh, resources that you'd like to point our listeners to? Um, I'm all about self-care, so I think that um, Gary Chapman has a book called The Five Love Languages. Yep. And I, I, you know, I would like for everybody to go to um, just Google Five Love Languages and take the assessment and find out mm -hmm. what your love language is and, and find out who you are. Continue to um, just dive into self. Self-care is, is, is going to be the thing that helps us to crack any type of toxicity, uh, generational issues and things of that nature because that's self-love. But you have to find out exactly who you are, continue to, to, to find that. Um, also, my private practice information is Atlanta Consulting and Psychological Services, which is going to be www.atlpsychservices.com. And I implore anybody, everyone, to get some therapy. Um, just see where you are. You know, you go get a physical to find out your, your blood pressure, cholesterol rates, and things of that nature. Sometimes just go, go out and get some therapy. Just find out where you are mentally. Um, do you have any baggage or anything of that nature that you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about some family secrets? Are you ready to kind of dump that out there in the forefront and get through some of that stuff that, that's been, you know, been an anchor in your life? So therapy, I think, is something that we need to do. We need to, uh, we do a, a disservice in our community, here I go again, in the black community, mm -hmm. with seeking out, seeking out help, number one, and seeking out therapeutic services, number two. And I think that this is something that if, you know, if, if, if it's helping other people in, other, in our other cohorts, then it will behoove us. Here I go talking like T.I. It will behoove <laughs> 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 to connect to some therapeutic services, whether it be a psychiatrist, psychologist, a counselor, or somebody, a professional. And also connect to your church. Uh, organization, your community center, things of that nature, uh, NAACP. Um, I got to give it up to Omega Psi Phi Fraternity Incorporated and throw up the hooks one time. Your organization, mm -hmm. the, you know, whatever organizations that empower you. Uh, mm -hmm. I snuck that one in on you. And, mm -hmm. uh, 
And once again, my name is Dr. Matt Smith from Atlanta Consulting Psychological Services. Thank you. Thank you guys both. Uh, <laughs> as, as Dr. Tarver has, has, has said, and, and, and as she reiterates uh, with us all the time, uh, we're, we're blessed to be able to have uh, such talented guests who take the time to be able to come in and experience this show with us. As we've been unpacking tips for eliminating too much toxicity, I always want to throw it back to Dr. Tarver and let her, uh, in, in case she wants to wrap it up uh, before I end the show, but I'm so honored and thankful uh, to have you guys both here. But Dr. Tarver? Yeah, it's always a pleasure, as Attorney Winter said, to have guests on like yourselves who uh, do this work in this field and know how important it is to be able to share information with people that comes from a strong uh, research-based foundation. Uh, one of my favorite books, Toxic Parents, uh, I think is a good one um, because sometimes, again, our family dynamics play a part into how we got to be the toxic people that we sometimes are in, in our own relationships with our children or, or with our partners. Uh, Mothers Who Don't Know How to Love um, is another good one. Uh, I like and survive in mama. Uh, I hate to make it look like the mamas are uh, out here messing up folks, um, but oftentimes it, it is uh, our relationships with women where some of these things uh, are, are anchored. And so those are a few of my favorites. Uh, thank you so much, Attorney Winters, and uh, please close us up. <laughs> Again, this is in our own defense podcast. Uh, we've been uh, discussing tips for eliminating too much Toxicity with Dr. Uh, Adekemi uh, Ogentala and Dr. Matt Smith. Um, Dr. Tarver and I, uh, I love the host of this show. Uh, and for more information about our podcast, please follow us on social media at Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, In Our Own Defense Podcast. Uh, and then, uh, and that's at In Our Own Defense. And then at our email at In Our Own Defense at gmail.com. Uh, we thank you for listening and we thank our guests. Thank you and have a great day.